Happy Friday. We are back. Welcome, guys. My name is DK. In this video, we're breaking down the seven-game slate on DraftKings. Uh, the sponsor of the video, that would be Parlay Play. Guys, if you're not familiar with Parlay Play, they are a player prop site where you're building out slips of player props. All the slips that they are, all the sports that they offer are up top. And uh, you can win up to 155x your money. So if you do want to give it a try, you can use the link down below for a $100 deposit match bonus. Um, or you can use the code DKDFS. If you do click that link and deposit, it does help support the channel. And as always, if you look for more stuff, more content, uh, DFS or prop stuff, you can check out my Patreon link down below. So usually when I'm really, really tilted, I just want to go do other things, focus on other things. And that's I'm on full tilt mode right now. Um, had a demon entry that was really close in the Washington 100x demon entry for the Wizards um, jazz game was close there. My normal 25x slip uh, missed uh, by one because uh, Colin Sexton, for absolutely no reason, just plays 17 minutes. Um, also played him in DFS. Uh, also, I was looking great. I was looking like I was going to uh, possibly sweep my normal uh, prop plays. And then Porzingis gets injured. He was soaring over his fantasy score. So... Yeah, man, I'm just, I'm on full tilt mode. I can't lie. So those are, that's why I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna go make my video for tomorrow. I can't with this right now. Um, but uh, yeah, you guys know uh, last night or was it two nights ago? Whatever it was. I, yeah, last night, right? Um, I mean, the days always blend together. Did not cash my Millie Maker entry, but I did win some back on the late slate. So that was nice. Also had a nice W in Call of Duty. So already earned a good chunk of that entry fee back. But um, yeah, also I was, I was on the Embiid fade for tournament, so that did work out, but I still don't know if I'm going to cash because I had Sexton and I had Oubre, so oof. Um, but yeah, so that's recap of everything. A lot of blowouts too. I think like almost every game blew out or so far. I mean, I'm making this video 845, so we still have two games left. Um, but all right, let's just get into it. Dallas and Atlanta's first game here. So the big news obviously is Kyrie, right? Kyrie's going to change everything. If Kyrie is in, there's not a ton uh, that that really stands out for Dallas. I think Luca and Kyrie will both be solid plays. Um, don't really know if I'd get to anyone else. Also, Maxi Kleba on the injury report, but he's probable, so do expect him to play. And he's kind of splitting the center position right now with Derek Lively. Uh, but if Kyrie's out, then Luca becomes a must for me. Um, he was absolutely smashing last game. The game blew out. He lost some minutes. Also, like when Kyrie's off the court or when Kyrie misses games, like they just run Luca into the ground. They play him like forty plus minutes. Um, and if Kyrie's out, kind of like all these other secondary guys benefit, like Tamar Jr., a little more uh, minutes and usage. You did see Dante Exum his first game back. They kind of limited his run, but um, that kind of, uh, you know, mucks up the rotation a little bit. You got uh, Josh Green, a 4-2 would be reasonable. Like, I'd want to look a little bit better if Kyrie's out. And Luke would look amazing. Uh, but yeah, if Kyrie's in, it's kind of mainly just the top two guys. I mean, you can take a shot on Derek Lively. He's 5K. Right now, I think his mitts are kind of capped in like the mid-20s because they're just splitting the center position with him and Kleba, but... He is at a reasonable price point enough where I think he is worth a shot in tournaments. All right, Atlanta, uh, we have a couple guys in the injury report and DeAndre Hunter still out. So Trey Young, questionable, Capella, questionable. We kind of know what to do with Trey Young's out. If he's out, Murray uh, looks way better. Donovan looks way better. The other starters look better. And then if Capella's out, Okongu's going to become a smash play at 4-6. He would start and have to play big minutes. And then Fernando, also questionable. If both Capella and Fernando are out, they don't have any other bigs on the roster. So I would assume that Jalen Johnson would then play the backup five and he would look better. Uh, but if Capella's out and Fernando's in, then a flat min price Fernando is actually firmly in play because he would just back up Okongwu and play whatever he does not play. That is, yeah, those are two big pieces of news. If Trey is in and Capella is in, 
Then I think Trey would Trey and Jalen Johnson would probably be my preferred option. Though Kongu would be a solid play still. Bay would still be okay. Um, but uh, if they're both out, then Atlanta's a team you're definitely going to want some interest in. Phoenix and Indiana, so no bull bull. Eric Gordon is questionable. Gordon is not huge, really. Uh, doesn't do a ton. Uh, but Toppin, guys, yeah, Booker, KD, Beal. I mean, it's a really good spot. The issue is, like, pick between these guys. You know, it's been... Picking between Booker and KD is tough, right? Um, you know, a couple of big games from, from KD uh, recently, a couple of big games from Booker, even, even big Beal games. Basically, my breakdown is... I like all three, um, but if I play one of these guys, then ownership will kind of dictate what, what I do in tournaments, right? So for example, if like, let's just say, I don't know, I'm just making this up, but let's say Booker and Beal were pretty popular and KD was low-owned, then I think just in a nutshell, I would look, try to look to, to get to KD in my lineup in tournaments, right? Um, we talk about that a lot with like other teams, like the Bulls or other team we talk about that about, you know, the Pelicans, we'll, we'll talk to it about in a sec here. Uh, my boy Nurkic is reasonable price point. Minutes have not been amazing. Last game was a blowout. I mean, on average, he's playing like mid to high 20s minutes. Makes him reasonable, right? Um, Grayson Allen's playing big minutes. That's nice eligibility. I just don't think I can stomach anything else. Eubanks probably gets some backup run, but like, I mean, they're giving some run to a Kogi. I guess you could take a shot on if there's no Eric Gordon. Kata Bates, Diop is seeing a little bit of run. I just don't trust it. I really don't trust the Suns' bench rotation whatsoever. For the Pacers, so I believe Halliburton is still going to be out for this game. Um, so uh, once again, we have to deal with this just annoying Pacers rotation. Like I was looking at tonight, uh, like no one was playing big minutes. I know the game was a blowout, but I saw the starters were back in there at the end, so it is still frustrating. But yeah, you're going to get McConnell and Nemhart splitting the point guard position, both at reasonable price points. Siakam probably the number one option. He had a really good game tonight. He's got nice eligibility, uh, so he looks decent. Turner, if he can avoid foul trouble has the upside to play 30 plus minutes but we've also seen him get very limited at times and then with the wings you know the deal by now with buddy healed and Matherin and naismith jalen smith top like they just they ride the hot hand here this team is very annoying carlisle i hate him for dfs just so so frustrating houston and charlotte our east and still out a uh, great spot here for the rockets um my boy shingoon no, he should play 35 to 40 minutes if the game is competitive. I really like him. And Fleet's playing huge minutes in competitive games. He played 46 minutes last game. Now it was overtime, so what, 41 in regulation, but still, um, he looks good. You do have Jabari Smith back. So, like, Green, Smith, and Brooks, kind of these secondary options, are all solid options. I don't think any of them stand out, but yeah, 6K Jalen Green, 5'9 Jabari Smith, 5K Dylan Brooks. It's a really good matchup. These guys all should play, would assume, 30 plus minutes. So, yeah. I think they look decent. Don't know if I get to any of the bench guys. Ben Thompson has been playing a little bit more. You got Whitmore, Holiday, Jeff Green. Talk about Charlotte. So Charlotte, again, LaMelo Ball cost me millions of dollars uh, by shooting six of 97 last game when I played him at low ownership in the middle maker. So I already know he's going to come out this game and go for 70 fancy points to really just rub the salt in the... But no, seriously, with Rogier off the court, uh, LaMelo is a different player. His usage goes way up. Much better fancy point per minute player. So, yeah, I still am very high on LaMelo, sub-10K. You know, Bridges and Miller, kind of the secondary options here. They're playing big minutes, too. Like, Miles Bridges averaging like 40 minutes a game. Brandon Miller has really been, again, more aggressive offensively. He's starting to turn a corner here in his rookie year, um, and he's still a nice eligibility. So, I think he looks pretty good. I mean, Richards and most like the P.J. Washington kind of splitting the center position. I think I prefer Richards. I played 27 minutes last game. The rest of the Hornets, ooh. I mean, Martin, 4-4, played 25 minutes last game. He's an okay punt play. 
I just don't think I can get to anyone else. It's so, so, so disappointing. Um, Clippers and Raptors. So, Zubac is still out. You're going to get Paul Man Tice playing a good chunk of center minutes. And I do expect the Clippers just close small against Toronto, who is also a small ball team right now without Yaka Pertle. Um, Kawhi, Paul George, Harden. You know what? Same thing I said about, you know, the big three there for the Suns is what I'm going to say here with the Clippers. I think they all look decent. I don't know if one stands on more than the other. So no real strong takes on them. You got Westbrook's minutes kind of all over the place, but he's at a price point where like, yeah, I mean, he's had a couple really big games. If they close small ball and Westbrook pushes for, you know, 25 to 30 minutes, he could, he could crush the salary. So he's some of that is a little bit interesting for tournaments that don't expect him to be popular. Norman Powell should continue to play mid-high 20s minutes. I think he's a decent value play with nice eligibility. We mentioned Plumlee and Tice. I mean, Plumlee, that was so tilting that last slate too. Um, he was way higher owned by the Sharps, the shark, uh, the Sharper players uh, in high stakes. We just looked at also, if you looked at um, MME, like the, the Sharper players were higher on Mason Plumlee last slate. He's over a fantasy point per minute player. I played him as well. 19 minutes, five fantasy points. What are we doing, man? Um, again, BFS, I love it. But man, so, so tilting. Um, but yeah, Plumlee, Tice, both reasonable. I prefer Plumlee, assuming he starts again. Terrence Mann, you know, you can play him 3.9. On average, he's going to play mid-20s minutes. Not the best point for a guy, but is really cheap. Talking through Toronto, so no, uh, quickly, no Yaka Pertle. My expectation would just be you get Dennis Schroeder in the starting lineup, and they go Schroeder, Gary Trent, um, RJ Barrett, Barnes, and then one of the bigs. Maybe they go Thad Young this time over Porter, or if they stick with Porter, we'll see. But Scotty Barnes, 8.5K. Uh, should be the number one option offensively. Take quickly off the court. Uh, yeah, I think he looks pretty good. You know, a guy that can stuff a stat sheet. Had a huge game last game. So definitely have interest in Scotty Barnes. RJ Barrett is also playing big minutes, um, and he's been playing well offensively for Toronto, so I think he looks decent. Dennis Schroeder, I think my favorite point per dollar play. Assuming he starts, I think he will. Should play 30-plus minutes. He looks great. Gary Trent Jr., 4.8K. You know, if he's making a shot, he has a ceiling. But again, he is pretty score independent, so there is still a risk there. Bruce Brown's minutes not been amazing um, since he's come to Toronto. So uh, maybe they took up a little bit here with quickly off the court. Uh, and then the big situation is interesting, whether they start Porter or Thad Young. I think whoever starts is going to look decent, but Thad Young has been playing a bit more of late. He played 26 minutes last game, so um, that's something to keep an eye on. My boy Boucher, I mean, he's playing like low to mid-teens minutes. You want to take a shot at him at close to mid price? Sure. Like maybe they try to give him some minutes at the five. It's possible. All right. Orlando and Memphis. So Orlando basically fully healthy outside of Gary Harris. You got Paulo and Franz. 8-3 for Paulo. 7-1 for Franz Wagner. Um, I think they both look like decent plays, but neither of those guys would be priorities. The guy that, that, that I do really like is Wendell Carter Jr. at 5.7K. So his minutes have ticked up recently. Played 34 minutes here in a blowout, 27 in a massive blowout. Um, like he would have played 30 plus minutes easily in this game if it didn't blow out. Sub 6K, Wendell Carter Jr. If he plays, you know, if you project him for 30 plus minutes, I think he looks really good, which I think you should right now. Uh, the, the rotation has completely changed for Carter Jr. So I really like him. Um, and then you get the headache of the guards like Suggs and Fultz and Cole Anthony. The minutes have been the least secure in Cole Anthony, but Markel Fultz's minutes have ticked up a bit of late, 30 and 29 minutes in two of the last three games. I think he's a little bit interesting at 5K. Jalen Suggs at 5-1. No real strong takes. I mean, he should play mid to high 20s minutes. I don't think I get to anyone else. The backup big rotation is gross right now. Again, they're just playing Carter Jr. big minutes. Uh, I don't know if I can stomach Chuma Okiki. Definitely not Caleb Houston. I'd rather eat dirt than play him. All right, let's talk about Memphis. So, no Derrick Rose. Santiel Dama is questionable. 
Um, if Aldama misses, then my guess is he would get Roddy in the starting lineup, and they would go Kennard, Vince Williams, uh, Roddy, Jaron, and Anshar. Yeah, Jaron at the top. I mean, he is the guy at the highest ceiling. 35 minutes last game. He shot 5 of 21, but we know this, this the type of upside that he does have, so I do like him in GPPs. Vince Williams, Luke Kennard. I mean, I expect these guys to be like the primary playmakers. Vince Williams has been playing extremely well. I've been telling you guys, I've been playing him a lot recently. It's been working out, and his price point isn't moving, and his ownership has been low like every time. Yeah, I like him. I like Luke Kennard, who's playing like the point guard position, 5.5K. I think he looks pretty decent. Hillman, they don't want to play in big minutes right now. They're bringing him off the bench. No, thank you there. If Aldama's out, I do think Roddy is a solid value. So I mean, he starts to put 32 minutes last game. Anchar continues to start. He's a pretty safe value, in my opinion. Um, Gigi Jackson had a big game off the bench. Also, Scotty Pippen, former Laker, had a good game off the bench. Uh, maybe he earned himself uh, some more minutes here. So, I mean, I have no confidence in it, but if you want to take a dart in him, it almost been probably sure. I played with a million dollars on the line. I played Zaire Williams, low ownership. 0 for 8 shooting. 0 for 8. Again, and yeah, you guys have been watching this channel, this channel for, for four or five years now, right? Oh, what? Five plus years now? Just, you know, there's no one on planet Earth that can possibly run worse. Known fact. Known fact around these parts. Oklahoma City, you got SGA at 10.1. I think he's a little bit underpriced, so I like his ceiling quite a bit. You got Shet that should play low 30s minutes, reasonable tournament play. Jalen Williams in competitive games should play thir- low to mid 30s minutes. He looks decent. I mean, the minutes on Giddy have been a little bit disappointing, even competitive games. Dort, you know, should see 25 to 30 minutes. If you want to target a bench, guys, be my guest. They just go with the hot hand, man. So, like, if you want to, I just don't know if I want to deal with that headache. You know, if you want to look to Joe, Cason Wallace, Aaron Wiggins, Kenneth Williams, go for it. I'm not going to do it. New Orleans, so same thing we talked about with a few of these teams. Um, you got Zion 7-8, Ingram 7-6, CJ 7-2. A little bit tough to pick between you guys. Um, so, that is the downside there, but yeah. Um, Ingram's had some big games of late. You know, Zion's been pretty consistent. CJ, 7-2, you know, has had a couple 40 bombs in here. So um, I've interest in all three. The issue is, once again, picking between these guys can be tough. And Oklahoma City actually is solid defensively. I don't think I can get into JV right now. The minister's not there. Um, he's splitting time with Nance. I mean, can he still have a good game in a little bit of minutes? Sure. He's had a couple mid-30s fancy point games, but there's just no minute ceiling for him right now. And then Nance at 3-9. Again, he's backing up JV. I think Nance is the better play. Um, Expect him to play, I don't know, 20-ish minutes. So I like Larry Nance. I mean, no real strong takes on Trey Murphy or Herb Jones. They're both cheap enough where they're playable. There would be like filler plays, right? Herb Jones, 4-6. Trey Murphy, 4.9. All right, and the last game here, we got Cleveland and we got Milwaukee. So Cleveland, they just continue to be involved in blowout after blowout. They've been blowing out teams. I guess they technically didn't get blowout. I think they got pulled at the very end or something, but... Um, yeah, Donovan Mitchell in a competitive game. You should see like 40-ish minutes from him. I like his upside quite a bit. Jared Allen only played 32 minutes. is a little bit disappointing, um, but he's been so consistent. Again, they're running more offense through him. Um, I like him sub 8K, so he can stay out of foul trouble. Levert is back, so that does hurt these secondary plays, but Levert himself played 28 minutes last game. I like his upside in tournaments. He should be the secondary playmaker. Struce, again, we finally got a competitive game. He played 34 minutes. I think he looks like a decent play. Merrill continues to play decent off the bench, but his price is up with a Levert back. Probably can't do that. Um, Yang at 3.9 actually has been playing pretty well, too. A 20-plus fantasy bonus now in the last four games. A lot of those have been blowouts, but 
Um, he's sub 4K. You can consider him. Okoro's minutes have not been great, but he is 3.7K, so he's playable as well. So he definitely has some options, and then some guys I like, mainly those top-end guys plus Levert. In Milwaukee, Giannis, 11K. Um, I mean, he just had a massive game last, and we know the ceiling that he has. So, yeah, Giannis looks good. Uh, no real strong takes an 8.9K Dame. Um, you know, you can play him over Giannis in tournaments, but I think factoring in salary, I think Giannis is the better pump per dollar play. Chris Middleton's price continues to drop. I don't know why. He's 6.3K now. So I think he's probably my favorite play in Milwaukee. Um, I don't understand why his price is dropping. Um, I expect him to play somewhere in the neighborhood of like 30 to 34 minutes. And with this eligibility, yeah, I think he looks really good. Uh, Lopez, Portis, me, Beasley, I don't like fully healthy team. It's kind of hard to prioritize any of these guys. All right, guys. So that's going to wrap it up for the video. As always, if you do enjoy, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. See you all in the next one.